0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: No matter how much you look around America, you're simply not going to find a place where the FBI and the IRS just can do whatever they want. Now, you'd th- you think to yourself, well, why does this guy care about the FBI? I mean, what's the big deal? For those of you who don't know, Free Talk Live has been rated twice. The first time, there were never any charges that were brought, and um, I recently got a piece of paper that says that they're going to return all the pieces of equipment that they stole, and I guess in hopes of taking us off the air, I'm not entirely sure what their goal was, um, but you can decide. It happened right after the Mull here wildlife uh, refuge situation and the Bundy Ranch situation where we, um, I on the air, called uh, the FBI's conduct uh, highly unprofessional. And said that it looked very much like they were trying to assassinate those people. And that's how it would looked like to me. I stayed up all night watching that event, and it seemed like they were trying to assassinate people. And uh, they're trying to draw them outside so they could shoot them. And then later, um, they decided to come after people, um, you know, some of our co-hosts, for selling Bitcoin without a license. As if you need a license to sell Bitcoin, The funny thing is, is that the conspiracy theory out there would suggest that banks own governments solely for the reason of protecting themselves from competition. At one point, I was a fireman at one point, and I was in a situation where I was going towards an accident. That accident, um, the guy had been uh, speeding at high speeds through... Um, a, a 35 mile an hour zone. He lost control of his tiny little vehicle, little, uh, Geo Metro or something like that. Hit a giant 800 pound rock actually, uh, lost one of the wheels, not the tires, the wheels on top of a 17 foot umbrella that goes over the top of, uh, uh, gas pumps. And he ended up steaming next to the gas pumps. We couldn't tell if there was fire or anything like that. So, um, when I arrived on scene, I was there before the, uh, the department vehicles and I realized that it looked like the vehicle was on fire, but then again, I'm standing on the, uh, the giant tanks of gasoline. So if something goes up, it just all goes up. So I might as well go over and see if I can help the guy rather than just dying here, standing on the side. Um, and I believe my fire chief had the very best of intentions and I don't know that he was wrong. But as I was um, rushing towards, you know, walking towards the scene, um, they pull up in the vehicle and he's like, and he has one of those uh, John F. Kennedy accents. You know, this is the Northeast where I was working. Mark, you get away from now. (laughs) 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 And so, well, what I do, I mean, that was my boss. On Thanksgiving 2019, this is just prior to COVID hitting Uh, You came on the show and we were talking about uh, Crypto Frontier, which is a project you wanted to move to the U.S. Marianas and begin to attract liberty-loving individuals there to create a new, freer place that would put cryptocurrency uh, foremost and hopefully see the benefits of that. Now, I'm going to ask some questions here. And I generally know what the answers are, but, <laughs> um, you know, why cryptocurrency? Why would you choose uh, cryptocurrency as your the number one thing?
2: Well, money makes the world go round, right? And without free money, how can one be free, decide what they want to do? And I think in the world of central bank digital currencies and social credit scores that we're heading towards, There's really nothing more important than the ability to be in control of your money, where you spend it, how you receive it. So I knew that money was an important part of everyday life and that crypto is the next evolution in money. So I looked for the best place in the country to build a cluster where the crypto movement and industry could successfully flourish.
1: Everybody left Poggin uh, decades ago for a couple decades ago for uh, because of a a volcano and they've so they've got wild running pigs and cows and all kinds of things over there so um, they've gone a little feral and eh, and the governor recently introduced deer
2: on the island for hunting uh, violating some of the uh, nature laws and conservation laws he just got some deer took them on a, a police boat and (laughs) <laughs> put him on the island and that's the kind of thing that kind of attracted me to saipan is the very live and let devil live. And make
1: hair <laughs> yeah, attitude towards if no
2: one's hurt is there really a problem it's kind of the mentality yeah now you can argue sometimes it might seem like no one's hurt but they actually are but the general philosophy exists there and that seems to be lacking very much in the mainland u.s. where everyone's trying to look for some reason to sue you or create I, bureaucracy. I'd call the deer problems.
1: a reintroduction. Has he reintroduced deer to the island of pocket?
2: <laughs> uh, from who? The Spanish? Uh, <laughs> 500 <laughs> years earlier?
1: I, I don't know, know if they know if bring deer. deer yeah, where were their deer? The how did the deer get there in the first the place? Spanish That's a good question. Spanish brought them over. It's
2: my understanding.
1: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, they're all over Rota. I've been reading over and over Harry Brown's How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World. And this book has gotten a little dated. Not everything about it is as up-to-date as it was. But what the fundamental truth is, is that you can have the level of freedom you want to have. That you opt in and opt out of systems that, in all systems, take your, your peace of mind. They take your time. I don't care if you're joining the local, um, you know, model train club, or you're, um, you know, going to your state capital testifying to get rid of some law or enact some law or do whatever you're trying to do. These systems take your time, and you got you, you've got a limited amount on the planet Earth. You need to give the systems that you think are worth uh, your time, your time. Now, um, for me, I'm interested in solving. A particular problem. And that problem is where can you move to find more freedom? Because I've come to the conclusion that if you have picked one of the 50 states of the United States, you're wasting your time if you're looking for liberty. Now, look, the United States is super great for a lot of things. If you want to move to, you know, it, well, it, you're, you're probably in the United States if you're listening to me. So moving isn't necessary to find more freedom. But the United States is a great place to make money. More or less, I left, and I decided I didn't want to go sit in a quarantine for X amount of days or weeks, and I couldn't get a straight answer out of the Saipan office, the mayor's office, and on what I had to do and what I couldn't do. So I just waited it out. And as long as you're still under a state of emergency, a FEMA-declared state of emergency, the IRS considers you to be physically in your um, home state. So um, obviously you have to look this up for yourself if you're trying to you know, play this little game, but it happened to work out for me. So at this time, I believe we're still under a state of emergency in Saipan for COVID. And therefore I am still physically there. And I got shook on Crypto Frontier. I really felt like, you know... The governor's ability to shut down airlines for weeks is disturbing, and essentially commerce was shut down uh, for a long time. Now, admittedly, I was spoiled. I was in Florida. I realized that places like California, and New York, that the country was shut down pretty thoroughly during this time frame. But I didn't feel that shut down. I'm, I was, uh, you know, I was in as free a place as you could be. I think Florida was ranked the number five freest state behind places like. Arkansas and South Dakota, which I would have liked Florida to be as free as Arkansas and South Dakota, but I would not have liked to have necessarily been stuck in Arkansas and South Dakota. I'm kind of a chauvinist for the United States. I like it. I know what it's like to grow up there. I know what I'm going to get. America, Yeah. I'm, I'm not, not exactly not that, but I think that there are many things that America used to be that it isn't anymore. And that you can find some of those things elsewhere.
2: Yeah, I think America, the idea, is what we love more than America, the place. The place has become a giant co-working space or shopping mall, and it's spreading all around the world where pretty much every city is the same. You go from chain store to chain restaurant to chain job, and you're just chained there, stuck entrapped, And the freedom that we once had is now gone because if you say the wrong thing or even think the wrong thing now you might get canceled
1: you're exactly right this is how i feel about it in so many ways i mean america just seems insane and it was covid in large part that made me feel that way now you and i were talking about just uh, before we um you know whose g- state was better yeah well uh, what, we were talking about what it was like in saipan or the u.s marianas or whatever you want to call it over there um, it's, uh, North of Guam and it's U S territory and it's got, uh, 18,500 voters. It's expensive to get there. And, um, basically if you're going to go, you're probably going to want to be staying for a little while. And, um, as far as getting electronics and things like that, a little more difficult, not terrible. I ran a radio show from there and it was all right. Um, I can, you
2: can get everything you need. You just might not get it in two days like yeah. you could in the
1: mainland. Yeah. So anyway, um, it was... Uh, I think that it was... worth. I'm ab- absolutely happy to have gone there. And I'm happy to have learned what I learned. But um, ultimately, it wasn't... Um, it, I didn't think it was the destination. And I have something specific going on. Um, I have... I'm managing a fund that has to do with um, cryptocurrencies and long-term capital gains is important to my client. And um, this wasn't a great place for long-term capital gains. It didn't really fit that particular thing. So the IRS, although you aren't under the thumb of the IRS when you're in the U.S. Marianas, you're still under the IRS code. And if they need help to parse out your tax form, they will call in. IRS auditors. You've decided to abandon the U.S. Marianas too. Do you want to say why that is?
2: I wouldn't say I've decided to abandon it. It's still my place of residence. It's my residence too. I would say I decided to spend some time outside the U.S. and a lot of that had to do with the overbearing federal government.
1: You still felt it it even there in the uh, Pacific.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's just the generation I'm raised in to be a more adherent bootlicker or what the deal was exactly. But it seemed there was a ton of regulations, especially in the money service business arena, that made it very difficult to do even simple things. Uh, We had a system that allowed you to pay your electricity bills using crypto. And after we built it, we realized this could potentially be classified as a money service business. We even had an MSB license. But did we want to go through all of the work of an MSB transaction every time someone wanted to pay 20 bucks to their electric bill? Right. Was it worth it? We'd have to like do all of this compliance. And so ultimately, we just felt like it's probably not worth it from RI ROI perspective on the business side. And after many incidents like those, potential regulations in crypto, it just seemed like We're spending more of our time worrying about federal regulation than we are building things. And so I wanted to see how it would be like overseas, what the environment was on that front.
1: And then um, this place Prospera, you can find out their website at prospera.hn, begins to come on the scene. Prospera, um, they'd been around before, but it looked like they were really doing something. I wasn't so sure at first. And Prospera is this, uh, what they call a Z A. ZEDE, that's a educational and economic development zone in Honduras. And when ZA, when the ZEDE law was passed, this was the freest place on the planet. Now, Prospera was the first ZEDE. They're currently, to the best of our knowledge, in Honduras, here in Honduras, I'm broadcasting from Honduras right now, uh, three ZEDEs. Now, ZEDEs have uh, kind of... Taken a blow recently, um, you know the uh, the new president doesn't like them much at all. The Congress voted to undo the ZA laws. However, they need to vote that way again, and um, I'm not entirely sure how the ZA votes work. And it doesn't really matter to our audience. But let's just say that ZA all the all the places that were ZAs before are still ZAs. It's just that you can't make a new one, and. Apparently, you can't join one either, although that shouldn't be the case. So um, I was curious, like, what's going on with Zedis? How is this going to work? Now, to my knowledge, you uh, can't live inside of Prospera proper. All the proposals that you're going to hear to ban guns will have do nothing to have stopped this particular shooter. Who shot his grandma in the face. When you outlaw guns, only outlaws have guns. And this guy shot his grandma in the face. He's pretty dedicated to being an outlaw. So he didn't give a damn about your gun laws. He was. This is a country where we have at least two guns for every pe- person. So if you think you're going to outlaw guns, good luck. There you go. That's my stance. Case closed. It's Texas. You know. If you're a liberal and you think we should outlaw guns, look, Texas got what it deserved then. Move of course, to it happens to,
2: they, they don't have school. Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
1: School shootings happen that, all the time there. It doesn't seem to matter where it is. Maybe get your kids out of public school because what it looked like is, is that the cops went in and got their kids out. At least that's those are the accusations I'm seeing. Yeah. is that some police officers went in and got their own children out while other parents are standing there, get our kids, get our kids. Well, you know, what do you expect them to do? What would you do?
2: Well, the Supreme Court ruled there's no
1: duty to defend citizens. It's true. They've, so, they've not just ruled it, but they've ruled it over and over again. Your government, of the people, by the people, and for the people, and I'm, I'm using air quotes when I do that, has no obligation to protect you.
3: Yes, the church I have been going to on Sundays, the Legacy Church on the um, central Yeah,
1: what the de, what denomination is it?
3: Well, it's supposed to be non um, just all non denominational, doesn't yep. have any Yeah, so but what's really interesting is that the pastor talked about they have an underground bomb shelter that was Put in when they built the church. I, I don't know how it is, but it was. I mean, he actually talked about it during the service. So it's a it,
1: huge. It seems like in Albuquerque, a bomb church. shelter is. You're not too far from Los Alamos. There, it seems like a bomb shelter isn't the worst idea in the world.
3: Well, yeah, but um, I think. Well, yeah, but I mean, at least the pastor have enough. You know, he thought about it enough before he built that church church i mean i i don't know how many people that he could hold but he thought the welfare of the people enough to build a um bomb shelter and and i think that he might be jewish i think his name is flishman okay um, sounds yeah, like a jewish so, name uh, yeah i yeah so i think so so the and then it's a huge dome um dome church at, it's called uh geothermic is that is that uh, what they call it that's supposed to be more economical.
0: The shooting was—it's mental illness. Like I started off years and years and years ago. I'm 42 now, as a, a, a you know a liberal, then a, a gay conservative, and now I'm leaning toward libertarianism. Mm-hmm. The money they spend on both parties, Republican and Democrat, on these. You know, I'm going to use the word witch hunt because it's real popular. You know, chasing people down, bring them to court for this, for that. The government needs to spend more time on mental health. They don't spend any time on this. It's about guns. It's about whatever is politically popular rather than actually helping people. The government sucks is what I'm going to end this with. We need to simplify it down to a volunteer system. It makes sense. It's not wasteful. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you're following me. It's just, it's, no, I got it's, it. It's really I mean, getting me angry. They put these groups together, and anyway, go ahead.
1: Sorry. I think that one of the real difficulties here is is that it's um, you know government school is a very difficult problem to solve. If you're going to try to solve it in the paradigm under which it currently exists, which is you know we have to have this place where people can go and learn everybody um, equally.
0: You asked a question about how do we have a more freer society? Is that the gist of
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know what your thoughts are. Uh, well, actually, I'd like to know where your thoughts of where they are. You know, like um, if your if your solution is let's get everybody to, then your solution probably isn't going to work. But go ahead.
0: <laughs> the solution is two things. Okay. Legitimate understanding and education of other people's lifestyles. Okay and respect
1: respect would be great that's for sure um you know you don't really even have to understand somebody else's lifestyle in order to uh just give them the respect when it comes to that lifestyle you know let people live the way they want to live so long as they're not causing you harm i say oh and being a
0: productive member of society because i think a lot of these people that that cause a lot of our issues have far too much free time you can have all the free time you want (laughs) But some people have too much of it and they need to, they need to go to like Free Timers Anonymous or something. And right, like they, get, they become policy. community...
1: They have so much free time, they become sort of... What, what is it, uh, community activists? What was the terminology for Barack Obama? I think it's a good idea that there be several uh, zones of freedom and see which one works out and however it works out. And so I have nothing um, negative to say about Prospera. I just, uh, you know didn't seem like the right place at the right time for me and i wanted to see a bunch of zones so um you know they as far as these uh, these zones go i'm hoping that they work out but we don't know what's going to happen with um Honda and freedom zones here in the future but alex do you want to explain what uh one of these zones was like these educational development zones
2: yes so it's economic development and employment, not education.
1: Right. That's economic development yeah. and mm-hmm. employment? Yes. Okay.
2: But essentially, the idea of Vizetti was to create a autonomous zone, similar to other special economic zones, except with a few caveats, one being that they're residential.
1: Right. So when Hong Kong was created decades ago, it was a very special economic zone. But um, now that there are thousands of special economic zones you could even claim that there are tens of thousands if you really wanted to uh you know be generous as to what one is but um there's certainly thousands of special economic zones globally the people losing their sovereignty what does that mean what is a democracy but tyranny at a communal level
2: two wolves and the sheep voting on what's for dinner
1: that's right the wolves are pissed that you're taking away their dinner That's what the, um, the problem is when they claim that they're, um, they're taking away the sovereignty of the people. that's the sovereignty of the people to tell the other people what to do. That's the sovereignty of the majority to tell the minority how they're going to live. That's the sovereignty of the majority of people who've just decided working. Isn't that great for them? And they want to leech off the backs of the people who do work. That is a specious claim and it sucks and it should never have been employed but of course it was employed by the communists now second one is land expropriation this is valid um, in the law there is a provision for expropriating land but it kind of has to be and I'm going to explain why there's two ways that some that uh a given piece of land can become a ZA or a uh, economic zone what would you call it economic development zone yes um, in Honduras, one is you decide I'm going to be, I've got hundred acres and I'm going to be a zone. And that's kind of what I was looking to do at one point. And, um, the other one is this community has decided to have a vote and it's 60, 60% or
2: 66%. I'm not sure. One of those
1: two of uh, the citizens have voted that that's what they want to do right now. I would not advise somebody to pick up and move to one of these things because I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. The, the government's in limbo. It's made a lot of promises that it can't keep, and one of those promises is to get rid of Zedes. Yeah, the law,
2: this wasn't just, you know, Mark on another uh, crazy adventure, wrong again. This was arguably the most secured special economic zone in the world. It was not only passed as a law, it was a constitutional amendment yep. secured by international treaties yep. with Arbitration penalties in excess of a billion dollars. Yeah, and this is for a country with a GDP of 25 billion Right, so we're talking four percent of GDP or so right in potential arbitration damages. So this
1: was But it's that those those would be paid by a government that comes after this one Yes, it's like asking the Trump administration whether they mind whether the uh, Democrat administration that comes after them has to pay a bill And I suspect "Eh, what do I care? You know, um, it's they, they can do whatever they want. This is one of the problems with uh, governments is they can kind. I suspect they will not step over this line. Worst case scenario, there are investors, foreign investors that came in and put money, lots of money into these ZAs. And they're going to expect a payout from the International Court of Arbitration. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure which court it is, but okay. there are international courts in which uh, investors have a right to sue for not just what they put in, but also damages. Right. And given that nine figures were invested in Zeddies, these damages will be at least in the nine figures, could yeah. get into ten figures. Astronomical. In the, in the best case scenario. Yeah. So those are very large damages for a country with a GDP of 25 billion.
1: And if um they choose to not pay those damages, they will be excluded from international trade in many ways and it'll be very difficult for them to do business. So um you know, they'll have to make good as best they can. I expect it could be that the best case scenario is possible here, right? Like it could swing so the, the, in this case, it's the red team, uh, which is their version of Democrats. Um, the Democrats don't like uh, their version of Democrats. The red team doesn't like uh, these Zedes. But if they react too strongly towards them, then when the blue team gets back in office, that's their version of Republicans. Sorry, it's mixed up. Um, when the blue, blue team gets back in office, They come back in and they make all kinds of concessions to the Zedes in the hopes that they don't have to pay um, these arbitration costs, right? I don't care what some list says about the freest place in the world. I don't care about the Cato Institute's list. I don't care about, uh, you know, the Institute, the Fraser Institute or any of these other lists that are out there. I think they're interesting and informative, but... Um, you know, if a list lists Hong Kong as the freest place in the world, but you can expect a Chai Com takeover there, I don't recommend going. Um, I mean, to me, I think what you have to do when it comes to freedom is you have to look at you. You have to look really deep in your own soul. Examine your own psyche and determine what do you need to make you feel free? Because that's where you're going to start. So let's say for a second um, you're a gay guy, right? And the gay guys have been moving for more freedom for a long time. Now, I don't know whether they go to provi- they, uh, they go to the P Town, uh, Provincetown um in Massachusetts or they'll go to the Castro district in um California uh, in San Francisco they'll head on down to uh, Key West or Puerto Vallarta is that so yeah i don't know what um oh there's just a whole variety of places and if for whatever reason you think that's a good for you then maybe that's what you need to do